Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. Wow, that was quick. DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money blowing up. How's it going, Clint? Hey, wow. <laughs> I'm doing well. Thanks, Daniel. Well, usually um, you ask me hang and on a second. I have to try I'm, to I'm think drinking, of something. I'm drinking some. I'm getting a spam call here. Let's hit no to that. I'm uh, drinking garbage coffee uh, because we're out of Starbucks beans, and this is something. For Christ's sake, the entire town is in chaos. For people who don't is. realize behind the scenes production, we cut multiple episodes a day, which is why. You listen to still garbage over the after of two three weeks. weeks. Yeah. After two and a half weeks later or a week and a half later, you're like, still things. drinking the garbage coffee? Yeah. We're on a three for today. Three in a row podcasts. But that's okay. I think they would know that if they watched the YouTube video because yeah. we have the same clothes on for three episodes. Yep. I don't think... Uh, no wardrobe changes. I don't think Claire splits them up or anything, does she? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm not even going to... Splits g- them up? Yeah, like rearranges them. Like one week, different different week, so we look like we're wearing different clothes. No, they're in the same order as the podcast. Got it. Okay. Uh, we've got a great question today uh, from Tan. Uh, so let's 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 not let's not mess around. Let's go right to it. Tan, what do you got? DIY. Hello, DIY money. My name is Tan. I am from Los Angeles, California. I have been watching your show for the past two weeks nonstop on the road, and I'm really in love with that so thank you you guys for sharing all of your knowledge on the world of investing so my question is I have been investing for the past five or six months and it's picking up the momentum but it's usually is roughly around a five seven K right now and I also have a student loan and an auto loan which is roughly about 15k total which is not a big debt so my question is, do you still keep paying the monthly payment a little bit above the minimum payment for the loan that you have or the debt that you have and still keep re- investing for a longer term or would you just invest to the point where you have enough money to pay up those debts and then start it from zero once again? Thank you, you guys. All right, here's the deal. Genuine. He's being very genuine, and I really appreciate the question. But it's what an honest he, question. It, Where no, do a, you prioritize but he, money? What he doesn't realize is that you are borrowing to invest. This is true. So you are going—you didn't, you didn't intentionally do this, Tan, but you went to an institution, you borrowed money, and now you are putting it at significant risk. Now, here's why it's— kind of escaping you that you've done that because you borrowed the money for something else and you applied that money to that something else, car, student loan, okay, got an education, driving around, no problem. So in your mind, that's one event. In your mind, you have built up money and now you're investing it. That's a totally separate event. The problem is, is that you are one balance sheet, assets, liabilities. So you have liabilities, the auto loan, you have the student loan, you have assets, which you have now put money in. You have built up some cash, etc. You are taking that asset and you are going, okay, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to play with that asset to try and grow it. The reason that hasn't kind of hit home that that's risky is because the market's going up every day. 
and it's rewarding people who are saying, oh, this is great, you know, I can just turn this into 15 grand and pay this off and whatever. Um, now, we got this question several weeks ago, so maybe Tan hopefully didn't get smacked around a little bit, but maybe he did. I don't know. The key is, is that Tan, you are risking capital that you owe someone else. So, no, the answer is not do you pay the minimum and invest or do you invest until it gets up and pay? No, you don't do any of that. When you have debt, such as car and auto, you pay it off. That's car what and you auto do. The same thing. Sorry, car and student loan. Thank you. You pay it off. You you do not put that money at risk. This is not uh, a popular opinion right now. It will be. I'll tell you right now. We've seen it happen. We know how this all works. It could be months. It could be a couple years. But, Tan, you want to apply that money to the debt that you have, and then you want to look at long-term investing. Now, the building blocks, okay? Let's talk about the building blocks because it's good to rehash. Building block number one, fast cash, 1000 bucks. What does that help against? Because the minute you start to go down a financially prudent path, you're going to need a new set of tires. Your HVCAC is going to go out, blah, 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 whatever. $1,000 fast cash available to you. Number two, three months emergency fund. Now, if I were giving this in a presentation, I would say that both of these are after you are participating, hopefully, in your company retirement plan. Because if not, you are leaving money on the table. Most of them have a match, et cetera. And oh, by the way, if you're working somewhere that doesn't, probably a good time to be exploring other options. Because labor is in demand, despite what the unemployment numbers are. Labor is significantly in demand. And it's important, I think, to have a good long-term retirement plan that gives a match. But that's a given. That's a, that's a starter point. Fast cash emergency fund, three months emergency fund. Thereafter, debt reduction, cars, student loans, credit cards. In no particular order, we're fans of the Dave Ramsey debt snowball. Okay? After that, then you can look at ancillary investing. Again, stodgy. I understand. Boring, safe, whatever. It will keep you out of trouble. And I promise you, the name of the game and success in the financial world over the long term is staying out of trouble. It's not hitting home runs. It's not hitting grand slams. It's singles and doubles. And I don't mean like 100% return is a double. I just mean you're not trying to swing for the fences. You're trying to play safe, and you're trying to stay out of the big things that can derail you. You don't believe me? Talk to anybody who is above the age of 60. Talk to them and say, hey, tell me about the positives and the negatives in your financial journey. And they will recount such things as 07, 08, when maybe they got involved in investing in real estate because everybody was making money and then they lost half their net worth. Or maybe in 08 and 09, they were levered up on all sorts of you know uh, debt and they lost their job and now they couldn't pay it and they declared bankruptcy. Or they had five homes that they couldn't afford. Or you might even go back and somebody says, well, yeah, in 99 and 2000, I was absolutely killing it, making so much money in the market. And then half of it was gone three months later. I'm not saying we're at that extreme. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not sitting here February 2021 saying, watch out, the sky is falling. Contraire, mon frere. I actually think we're going to have some great years ahead of us. But it doesn't mean we can't get smacked around every once in a while. And, oh, by the way, we could have certain things like a coronavirus that throws a monkey wrench in the plans. And we see a 35% market decline. So, Tan, I love the question. It's genuine. I'm not trying to beat you up, 
But stick to the plan. Stick to the plan, man. I like it. Stick to the plan. Stay with us. Stay the course. All right. What else you got for Tom? No, that's really good. I mean, you you do want to fund the retirement because that's a long-term goal uh, that you have to have there, especially if you're getting the match, ensuring that you have that emergency fund and so forth. But, yeah, beyond that, you really got to pay off these these shorter-term, less secured debt type of things. That's your student loans, your auto loans, your credit cards, things like that. And as you talked about, don't borrow money. Uh, for these short-term investments, that's highly risky. It, it it feels really good when you're when you're knocking gains, uh, knocking home some gains, and you're able to put some you know quick cash in your pocket or see quick cash on paper at a minimum, uh, right? But the the point at which that goes down ten or fifteen percent quite quickly, you get a really bad feeling in your stomach, and the psychology kicks in the other way, and you go, "Man, I should have, I really should have." paid that off while I had it. And it can lead to further bad decision making uh, where you hold on for far too long and and forget that during a normal recession or, or a significant pullback in the market, it can take two, three years uh, for some of these things to come back. Uh, you know, the uh, stocks and indices and so forth. And if we're talking about trading individual stocks, uh, it can take very, very much longer uh, if they do come back sometimes. So uh, that's something you really need to to think through and consider, I would uh, definitely be a fan of taking the money that you have and, and getting yourself in a great financial place, then utilizing uh, excess cash to invest in taxable investing accounts beyond retirement or other investments that you'd like to do. That's kind of a step down the line of I'm, your financial plan. I'm all for investing. Mm-hmm. I, I really am. I'm a big believer. Obviously, it's what we do for a living. What I'm fearful of and we're early. I'll just I'll tell you right now. This is gonna these shows are gonna transpire for a very long time. You're gonna hear the same thing. We might lose some listeners. You know, they might venture over to podcast XYZ that tells you how to trade stocks and make a million dollars trading Bitcoin and all. I mean, that's fine. But we've been around long enough to know how these cycles play out. And this is tried and true principles of building wealth over time. And anytime you try to shortcut that, you might kind of make up some ground very quickly in the beginning and eventually you're going to get smacked and that's what we don't want to do we do not want to just be a shiny flashy item our objective is to help you build wealth for the long term and i'll tell you that's going to be unpopular at times when you're talking to your friends family etc and everybody's just minting money hand over fist doing whatever yeah I think in both of our personal stories, we paid off, for the most part, student loans and anything like auto loans and stuff like that before really significantly investing in taxable-style investing accounts outside of retirement or so forth, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Isn't that... I know in our family, we did. We paid off all the student loans before we really started building up the taxable investing accounts. Uh, Yeah, and I would... what I recall, you guys did the same thing. For us, it was a house, too. Yeah. I mean, we, we... Now, this is a little different in my scenario because... My entire livelihood is tied in with the market. So mathematically, you'd look at a home mortgage and say, why on earth would you pay this off? But me personally, being that everything I do is tied to the markets, that was just another thing that I wanted away so that I could concentrate on building business, building you know, wealth in that manner through the markets and not have to worry about corrections. And instead, when corrections occur, again, I've told this story many times, but of our 600 plus odd families that we work with, there were four individuals 
who who put money in in or around the bottom of the market in March of 2020, and two of them were employees of ours, myself and uh, one of our client relations managers. And the other two were random people who just said, hey, want to invest some money. They dropped off checks. <laughs> Four out of 600. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why could we do that? We could do that because there was no debt, there was no liabilities, and, and said, wow, these are investments that are very attractive here at these levels. I'm a buyer. Yeah. So what I'm trying to point out is we're not saying, uh, here's great advice, we don't follow it. Uh, in our personal oh. finance journey, the way we've gotten to where we are is because we followed a lot of that advice. We didn't we didn't go borrow those funds, invest them, really try to leverage them up and then pay off debt hopefully eventually when they I mean we really made, both made in our financial journeys concerted efforts to pay off some of those things prior to really building up these other investments. That's so. right. We practice what we preach. There you go. All right, great great question, great show. Uh, we talk a lot about this stuff on DIY Tribe over on Facebook. Dick Daniel talks a little bit about it on Insta. Yep. DIY dot money. DIY dot money. Friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get... Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.